Men, if you answer yes to any of these questions, you could be suffering from low testosterone. Do you have low sex drive? ED, always tired, depressed, loss of muscle mass, obese, loss of focus and drive? You, my friends, need to get your numbers checked. Check out Men's Health of Mississippi, located in Madison, Mississippi, and online at menshealthms.com. Guys, get your numbers checked today. Trust me, she'll thank you for it. I promise. Menshealthms.com. Men's Health of Mississippi. All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now, Monday, September 25th, episode 600 of the Clay Edwards Show, here live on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa, just search WYAB. A B. If you guys want to chime in this morning, phone lines wide open. Let's keep it on topic. 601 879 0002. The Guns and Gear text line. If you got a show idea, you got a topic idea, anything like that, want to chime in on what I'm talking about, uh, especially if it's off topic, send it to the text line and we'll see if we can make it on air with it. 769 241 19. 4-7-6-9-2-4-1-19-44, as well as if you're following me on social media, you can always message me there. I'm on all the platforms at SaveJXN. I've uh, been using X a lot lately, you know, for uh, text communication. I'm enjoying that. It's nice to be able to post stuff there without the censors. You know, I, I don't know. I, I hear people still saying you get censored on X. I don't know what you could possibly be saying to get censored at this point. Because I say a lot of wild stuff on there, and I have not been censored. So uh, kudos to X for that. Kudos to Elon Musk. All right, look. I took a couple days off last week. First thing that resembled a vacation. I didn't go anywhere except to the coast and back for, for one night. But first uh, extended days off run I've had since I started doing this, I think. Other than when I had COVID. But was, was not here Thursday or Friday and, of course, had the weekend off. So thank you to Allison and Tyler Tharp for covering for me on Friday. I believe we ran a rerun or attempted to run a rerun on uh, Thursday. Let's, uh, all right, let's take a call real quick. That ain't working too well. So let's see here. Let's jump straight in. How about that? Let's jump straight in. To it, we're taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool who's so cool. <laughs> Went to battle with the Lumumbas yesterday. That's how I planned on spending my Sunday. One of my sources here, uh, in and around social media, in and around Jackson, sent me some interesting photos. Sent me some interesting photos. You know, the Lumumbas don't think much of y'all. And I'm talking to you, Jacksonians. The Lumumbas do not think too highly of y'all. They don't think very highly of this city. They use it as their personal playground. And alleged, not alleged, obviously, they use it also as their personal city dump. So after Rakia lost her her state rep race for a state house, I think it was she running the house in it. I don't care. It don't matter. She, she was running a race to be, go down to the Capitol. She lost in the runoff. <sighs> She took. They took all of her. Well, I say all of. They took a large amount of her yard signs. I, I, I would say somewhere between fifty to a hundred. There may be more. Who knows where the rest are at? Uh, 
And, they, you know, you would think to yourself, well, that Shirley Clay, with their connections with Richard's disposal, they could just put them on their curb, and Richard's is going to pick those up and throw them away if that's what they so choose. I mean, as hard as they fought to screw up your garbage pickup, as hard as they fought to get Richard's disposal in there, and with all the alleged connections with uh, Rakia and some businesses she owns, allegedly, and them, and just all the hearsay, all the scuttlebutt, you would think at minimum, Richards could do them a solid and come pick up these yard signs. But no, that's not the route they took. The route they took was finding some property in one of your neighborhoods in Jackson. Over off Pleasant Avenue. I'm sure it's a pleasant place. They take it, they take all these signs, and they dump them into this building on Pleasant Avenue. This abandoned building. Now, you know, on the surface, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's just, clay. It's, just it's an abandoned building. At least they threw them in the building. What are you making a big deal out of it for? Because they, they would rather throw them in your neighborhood than their own. How much trouble would it have been to have just thrown them in a dumpster? Not much. Not much. It, I mean, hell, you turn the metro into an illegal transfer station, <clears throat> go throw them down there. And that's become y'all's personal COVID vaccine injection facility. It's become your personal water distribution facility. It's become your personal garbage dump facility. Uh, you know, I rode by the metro this morning coming in, not a light on in that parking lot anywhere. It is officially a ghost town over there, at least on the side that faces I-20. Goodness gracious. It's actually lightning and raining this morning. Pleasant change. Normally I hate that. But stay on topic, Clay. Stay on topic. Don't digress. <laughs> so I, I, I take these photos that I've, that I've accumulated here, that I've acquired, and I post them on all of my social media platforms to almost my 100,000 followers. Across the different platforms. It's probably it's over 100,000 now. Anyway, I'll pat myself on the back later. And Rakia actually replies to the one on Instagram. Let's read her reply. And I will read mine. Actually, I guess in, in all fairness, let me read what I posted. First, just uh, so you got all the context here. Because context matters. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. I said, uh, Rakia Lumumba's campaign couldn't be bothered to properly dispose of her yard signs and just dump them into an abandoned building on Pleasant Avenue in Jackson after losing her election. If this family isn't screwing up everyone's trash pickup, they're dumping their own in other folks' neighborhoods. They treat Jackson like it's their personal playground and garbage dump. I hope the voters remember all of this when Chakwe's up for re-election or Rakia tries running for another seat. So, and of course, you know, some of the some of the replies in there explain to me exactly exactly why Jackson's in the shape it is. And there is no saving Jackson. Donald Trump could come be mayor of Jackson with the full might of the US military, and I don't think you could save these folks from themselves. But I digress. Here is Rakia's reply. 
She goes, at Save Jackson, my campaign elect Rakia Ramumba did not and would never dispose of our signs in an abandoned building. My team dumped signs properly at garbage dump sites. Whoever took my signs and placed them at this abandoned site did not do it on my behalf or my personal or my campaign. My work has been focused on cleaning up Jackson, not tearing it down. Thank you for letting me know about this situation. Though my campaign, Elect Lumumba, Elect Rakia Lumumba, did not do this, we will pick up the signs because it is our responsibility to take care of our city regardless of who did the harm. And my reply was this. Because, of course, people are patting her on the back in the comments. Saying, oh, great job, Rakia. Great job. You didn't make the mess, but you're going to clean it up. I mean, who just went out and randomly picked up a 100 of your signs and threw them in an abandoned building? Now, look, admittingly, I've never worked on a campaign, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess no random citizen was put in charge of going to pick up those signs and just threw them away. So if they were sent out by somebody affiliated with your campaign to pick up the signs from I'm sure a list of addresses where you dropped them off, I guess that's how that works. So you can, so you know who your supporters are. That person would be a de facto employee of said campaign, would it not? Then they go and throw them somewhere. Well, here was my reply. I said, at Rakia Lumumba, maybe if you spent less time worried about the race of the water czar that's trying to fix the problems y'all's crisis of incompetence caused, you would know what your campaign staffers were doing with your signs. These are the same people. These are the same people that have screwed up your trash. These are the same people who have screwed up your water. These are the same people who have put zero effort into fixing your infrastructure, potholes, roads, etc. These are the same people who fought tooth and nail for the Capitol Police to not become a thing. These are the same people who fought tooth and nail for HB 1020 not to become a thing. And by the way, we're going to have one of the main folks that helped fight for HB 1020 on the show in the second hour. State Rep Nick Bain is going to be a guest here. Uh, he's going to be calling in, but I think we're going to have him for the whole second hour. We're going to be discussing 1020 and the Supreme Court decision that happened while I was gone. So these are the same people who have, and now, oh yeah, by the way, not only do they screw up the water problem, they're trying to block it being fixed properly because now they have no access to the $600 million that the federal government sent down. They're, they're trying to throw the old, we're the black city. We need a black man in charge. Well, all right, look, look, cool. Find a black guy. As long as you ain't getting none of the money, <laughs> as long as you ain't get to steer none of those contracts, they're more worried about the race of the waters are than they are any of the problems they've actually caused. Understand? They have an enemy with me. I will never forgive them for what they've done to the city. I won't. And unlike other former radio hosts and uh, Facebook personalities, social media personalities, I ain't going to be bought off. I ain't going to be paid to shut up. And I dang sure ain't ever going to end up in jail because I got in my feelings over a girl, allegedly. Shots fired. So I ain't going away. I'm going to get here. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this every day. 
you people came after me. You tried to cost me my sponsorships. You tried to cost me my livelihood. Karma sucks, doesn't it? I'm coming after y'all. Y'all only think that Clay Edwards has raged war with the city of Jackson. You haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. All right, phone lines wide open, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Going to take a break real quick, going to come back. I'm going to tell you about something cool I've teamed up with Guns and Gear for. Give you guys a chance to win an awesome gun. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out, and I wish I'd had a bell bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601 625-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. To the 600th episode of the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. Located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. I was over there this past Saturday morning chopping it up with the guys. Shout out to them. They actually closed on Mondays, I believe. So, <clears throat> can't get by there today, but you can, in fact, shop them online at gunsandgearms.com. Hey, look, get by there for all your gunsmithing needs, coating needs, and of course, they sell guns, new and used, but hey, they also buy guns. So if you're in the pinch or just uh, need some extra money, whatever the case may be, you want to trade your gun in, want to sell it so you can buy another one from my buddy, whatever the case may be, take your gun by there. They'll give you fair market value for it and uh, do business with people that uh, do business with you. You know what I mean? Do business with people that represent your values. So with that being said, <clears throat> teamed up with Guns and Gear. Hey, guys, you know, I'm doing the Real Men Wear Pink campaign to raise money for breast cancer. Uh, to find a cure for breast cancer. And I've been slacking a little bit, so I came up with an idea after some conversations with some folks at the big uh, the big fundraiser kickoff event that we went to downtown Thursday night. And I went out to Guns and Gear Saturday and bought a, or worked out a deal, should I say, bought, however you want to look at it, a AR-15, a Radical Farms AR-15. This ain't no middle of the mall stuff. It's got some cool stuff on it. It's a great-looking Cool gun, nice tactical stuff all over it. Look, I have to keep telling y'all, I'm not necessarily a gun guy. I just like guns and I have guns. You know, I know it looks cool. It looks cool. It's a cool looking AR-15. So I'm going to raffle this thing off to raise money for my campaign for the uh, breast cancer awareness. I like the Tatas. You like the Tatas. Let's say the dang Tatas. Come on. This is an easy, easy one for me. Um. So anyway, if you're interested... It's twenty bucks a ticket. Twenty bucks a ticket. The gun's valued at like seven hundred bucks. Twenty dollars gets you a chance to win the gun. 
If you buy four tickets, the fifth one's free. So you buy, buy four, spend 80 bucks. It's going to be like you spent 100. If you're interested in a, the chance to win this gun, DM me on any of my social media. Email me, clay at wyab.com, or shoot me a text on the guns and gear text line. I'll send you some pictures of the, and uh, payment information. 769-241-1944. Like I say, help me, help me kick some of these other guys' butts that are raising money. Let's show them what the Clay Edwards Show listeners are capable of. Now, you know, I can't share pictures of guns on Facebook, so I'm going to have to use the full weight of this radio show to get this money raised. Now, you got a chance to make a low investment and actually have the chance to win something. So, again, brand new Radical Firearms AR-15, courtesy of uh, Guns and Gear. Thank you to Hunter and the team over there for helping me make this a reality. Now, you will have to, if you win... You will have to be able to do a background check and all that through Guns and Gear. So, uh, if you're unfortunately, if you're a convicted felon or nothing like that, you're still welcome to donate, but you just ain't going to be able to win. So, you will have to go through the gun store. The gun is at the gun store. You'll be able to go by there and check it out, but you, again, you will have to go through me to, per, uh, to buy a raffle ticket. So, just a shout-out there. All right, I already got some uh, messages on there. I will get back. I will shoot you all the, uh, the details during the next commercial break on the gun so thank y'all for that uh unknown texture says my three-year-old just yelled yeah tatas from the back seat yes tatas we uh we are definitely fans of the tatas all right so <laughs> i used to be their saying it was like save the tatas they kind of got away from that i guess i guess uh the the <laughs> never mind never mind we'll get into we'll find some trans jokes later let's talk about let's talk about 60 minutes Let's talk about some people being mad about 60 Minutes' portrayal of Jackson. You know, Dion took a big old butt whooping on Saturday. And I'm just curious, man. So we sat here and we just talked about the Lumumbas and what they're doing to Jackson. I, I, I wish y'all were as mad about what the Lumumbas are doing to Jackson as you are 60 Minutes showing some of y'all's crack houses and shotgun houses, which is about 75% of the city. Let's just be honest. Let's have a let's have a real coming to Jesus meeting here this morning. Let's hold hands, do a prayer circle, and just admit that about seventy five to eighty percent of Jackson is shotgun shacks and crack houses or HUD homes. Let's just, let's just say it, it is what it is. All of South Jackson to about Forest Hill Road uh, to about Elton Road. All of South Jackson to about Elton Road. You got some Swan Lake area, Brooklyn, Mayfair, Brooklyn Hills, you know, some scattered nice stuff still, but it won't be for long at this pace. All of West Jackson, period. All of West Jackson. And y'all are doing your best to turn North Jackson down Ridgewood, Old Canton, and all that into South Jackson. You're, you're doing your best efforts to do that. I say all that to say this. I want y'all to be as mad about what you've done to Jackson, what the Lumumbas have done to Jackson, as y'all are at Dion and 60 Minutes portrayal of Jackson. Here's a little editorial from WAPT. I'm going to read this because it ain't long. I got some thoughts on this. You know, w, um, 60 Minutes, 60 minutes didn't, didn't, uh, dump, didn't dump campaign signs on, on abandoned property in your neighborhoods. Dion Sanders... Didn't cause your, your water to 
quit working. Deion Sanders didn't cause the trash to not get picked up. 60 Minutes didn't cause any of that. And look, I ain't no, I ain't sitting here to, I ain't shilling for 60 Minutes. They're a bunch of communists. They can die angry as far as I'm concerned. But when they're right, they're right. So this, here's WABT. Who wrote this? Who, who wrote this editorial? Oh, we actually got, I didn't realize there was video. Hold on. Even better. This is Peter Keith, president and a general manager for WAPT. Bear with me. It's the WAPT editorial with president and general manager Peter Keith. Last week, 60 Minutes aired a segment on former JSU coach Deion Sanders. But what no one expected was the way the program would present our capital city in comparing Jackson to Coach Prime's new home of Boulder, Colorado. Images of both locations were highlighted, showing pristine mountain landscapes, impeccable city parks, and neighborhoods for Boulder, but only showing dilapidated homes, broken pipes, and eyesores for Jackson. The outrage from the people of Jackson has been swift and well-deserved, with JSU coaches T.C. Taylor and Tamika Reed leading the charge in calling out 60 Minutes. Today, we add our voice to theirs. There are positive and negative elements within every city in America, including Boulder. But comparing the best of one against the worst of another isn't a comparison made in good faith. In fact, it's downright dishonest and shows a clear agenda rather than an honest representation of the truth. No one should accept attacks like these against our home, whether they come from a national magazine or from our own state leaders. We have enough real issues without false narratives and personal agendas manufacturing new ones. It's not good for the momentum. It's What momentum? What? Somebody call in, please, for the love of everything that's holy, and tell me what momentum Jackson has. Uh, seriously. I mean, upward momentum. What, what momentum does Jackson have? It's not good for those raising families. It's like a snowball rolling downhill. Here. And it's not good for our local economy, businesses, schools, and tourism as we try to recruit from out of state. We are better than what was shown to the nation last Sunday. We- I, I got to stop it again. Did he just say it's not g- good for tour? Hold on. Let's, st- let's just start it back here. Enough real issues without false narratives and personal agendas manufacturing new ones. It's not good for the momentum. It's not good for those raising families here. And it- Now, in this picture, it says those raising families here. I find this kind of funny. It's a bunch of Bellhaven, Bellhaven uh they look like Bellhaven cheerleaders. Not a single black person in this picture. We're talking about raising families here. The WABT took a shot. It's not good for our local economy, businesses, schools, and tourism. You know, you know what's not good for the local economy, businesses, schools, and tourism? Being the murder capital of the world two years in a row. That that's not good. That, that's not good for the those three things. Schools, tourism, businesses. You know what's not good for those three things? The water not working. The trash not being picked up. But those things come to mind way before 60 Minutes showing a couple crack houses. As we try to recruit from out of state, we are better than what was shown to the nation last Sunday. 
We have so much to be proud of in Jackson, from Fondren's Corner to the Reservoir. LaFleur. <laughs> the Reservoir ain't in Jackson, bro. The Reservoir ain't in Jackson. But, but be very clear. To the museums, from our rich history to our one-of-a-kind restaurants and artists. And of course, the one thing that makes us truly great, the one thing everyone who visits sees, and the one thing 60 Minutes completely ignored, our people. It's up to each of us to help build and help represent that version of Jackson to the rest of the world, because no one else will do it for us. This has been a six. Bro, look, I want to be clear about this. I love the city of Jackson. And that's why I'm so mad about what's happened to it. It's called tough love. I love, I used to love everything about Jackson. I lived downtown, owned a club downtown. I was at, I was at Big Apple Inn on Fair Street every Saturday to get me a bag of smokes. I was hanging out. I did everything. I know my way around every crevice of the city. I understand the gangs, the politics, everything about the city. And I hate what y'all have done to it. I hate that the very people I called friends, very people I supported, very people I rolled with, have a very, very, have a lot of blood on their hands, we'll just say, at what's happened to this city. And if you stand up and you try to say anything, they just shout, oh, you're a racist. Oh, you're a bigot. Oh, you just don't like clubs. Yeah, I grew up. And I grew up. Meanwhile, y'all are still running around here looking like dope boys. Pants sagging, wearing flat bill hats. Do you ever just grow up? I mean, half of you are every bit of 50 years old now. Still dressing like you're 15. Is there ever a point where you say, man, it's just time to grow up, time to be a man? I know I did. I know I did. Let's take a break and come back and read some of the text messages on the Guns and Gear text line. Again, phone line's wide open. If I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? 601-879-0002 is the phone line. The text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Spent the break there uh, sending people pictures of guns. So uh, if if you didn't get a reply... Yet, you will during the next commercial break or so. Again, giving away a gun or raffling off a gun, should I say. Anyway, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at How About My Good Friends and Yours at 
Watkins Construction and Roofing. I ran into those guys Thursday night downtown at the Capitol Club. They were a part of the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. They always jump headfirst into that. Somebody there is always participating in it. I guess they nominate someone every year. They do a great job with it. Ran into some old buddies, Johnny Casada and Michael Deere, and uh, met the fellow they had doing it this year. His name eludes me, but <clears throat> always good seeing them. And I, and, I, and I bring that up because a lot of people do great jobs on roofs. I will, I will venture to say that Watkins does the best. But it's what they do when they give back. They're constantly giving back to the community. They're in constant communication with you throughout the entire process of your roof repair or replacement. They're working with your insurance company for you. They're making it as easily and as seamless as a process of a process as possible. You can check them out, do business with the folks that always give back to the community and take care of you along the way. They don't have 500 Google reviews, 500 five-star Google reviews by accident. So that's WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Watkins Construction. All right, <clears throat> what's next? <laughs> what's next? The 60 Minutes. Let's read some of your text messages here. Uh, Ron Johnson, by the way, is the fellow's name that is doing it for Watkins Construction on the, uh, the Men Wear Pink campaign. Thank you for the text. Let's see here. Again, I'll get back to all your text messages about the gun. David says, Clay, not good for business, economy, tourism, what? Crack? Recruiting who? New killers? What a joke. Who in the heck is this guy? He is the boss man over at WAPT. <laughs> Let's see here. Unknown texture says, vast majority, not all, would wallow and squallow, do without and ignore all problems as long as an AA is in charge, African American, a form of racism toward the white person. Yeah, you know, man, that, that is one of the things that I see that I think aggravates me more than anything. Is this, I'm my brother's keeper mentality. You, you keep keeping for your brother while he's stepping on you and stepping ahead. You, you, you're your brother's keeper at your own detriment. That, that, that makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me. You know, in, in the community I currently live in, if somebody ain't doing a good job, race be danged, we voting them out. We're voting them out, at least in local elections. You know, and look what just happened down at the Hines County Board of Supervisors. Kudos to the voters of Hines County. They weren't happy. The election results reflected that, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. You know, now it seems like everybody that lost is now saying the, their elections were stolen. We'll, we'll see how that works out for them. It would be interesting to, there's a part of me pulling for them to be right because I want to expose election fraud in Hines County. But then I'm just old-fashioned enough to want to believe that every election ain't rigged. I know I'm being a bit naive there, but it's the only thing that keeps me getting up to go vote. But again, I still if, if, if there is election improprieties, whether it's local, statewide, and or national, which we know there are national, I want to know about it. Anyway, <clears throat> the uh, I am my brother's keeper thing. It's like, you know, as long as, man, as long as they look like me and they speak and they speak on racism, that's all I care about. That's why I'm looking forward to a Kim Wade campaign. Kim Wade's already said, we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about Malcolm. 
We ain't talking about Medgar. We ain't talking about Martin Luther King. We ain't talking about none of that stuff. We're going to talk about current crime, current lack of business, current infrastructure, and oh yeah, and corruption. Those are the only things that's going to move Jackson forward is recognizing the problems of today. Not the, mis- not the injustices that happened to black people 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago. The only thing that's going to move Jackson forward is looking in the mirror and saying, we got a problem of our own creation. And how do we fix it starting today, moving forward? Whether it's white flight, black flight, urban flight, whatever you want to call it, how do we stop it? How do we turn the plane around and get people to come back? You got to fix the schools. You got to make the community safe. Everything else is secondary. The water's got to work. The water appears to be moving in the right direction with Ted Hennepin and the JXN water folks. So <clears throat> most of my water rants are in past tense here because they seem to be having it going in the right direction. By no lack of effort from the Lumumbas to prevent that. I mean, the second they figured out that none of the minority contractors they're in bed with would be getting contracts. Oh, oh, we got to have a black man running this, running this water. We're we black folks in this city. We can't have a white man doing anything. My God, could you imagine if you, you took that same argument to Rankin or Madison County and you said, we white folks, we can't, we can't appoint no black man to do nothing. Gosh, that's, if it sounds racist one way, it's also racist the other. I, I just want to make sure that we understand that. I mean, y'all become so anti-racist that you've become racist. Good Lord. Let's see here. Uh, I want to stay on this for a minute here. I want to stay on this 60-minute saying. Kingfish had, a, had an article, too. And some of the comments I thought were really good. Let me see if I can find it here. Let's see here. It says, uh, Anonymous says, and this is about just the, the kickback from the 60 Minutes deal. It says, Reed and Taylor, talking about, talking about JSU's coaches, need to look at their community with some honest reflection. I don't live in Jackson, but I can see it for what it truly is, a haven for crime and generations of bastard children getting neglected by absent fathers. I think sometimes the truth hurts. Another poster says, Anonymous says, what made Jackson look bad is the criminals run the city and the smart, educated people elected and in charge won't do anything about it. I lived in Jackson, Mississippi for years and graduated from JSU. Jackson was a bold new city back then. Now it's ran by dope boys and young fools shooting AR-15s from stolen vehicles. When the opportunity comes, both coaches that commented will be given, will be gone just like Prime. The way I see it, the media was just showing you what was there. The house was in Jackson, and there are some houses worse than that house. So what? It is what it is. What's really important, y'all need to get a handle on your crime problem. And yes, I love Jackson. I wonder if there was another one here. I guess that was it. I guess that was what I wanted to read. It is. The criminals run the city. Criminals run the city. I, I, I was cleaning out my pictures yesterday i ran out of memory in my phone i had to delete over ten thousand. i just deleted every screenshot of my phone 
10,000 screenshots, about 1,500 videos. But I was going through like the duplicate side, and I ran across a photo that I forgot that I had. There's no point in pulling it up now. I'm not going to name any of the people in it except Dion. But when Dion first got here, he was running around, you know, getting to know the city. Getting to know the folks, the movers, the shakers in the city. And whoever was in charge of, you know, meeting the OGs, whoever put was in charge of Dion meeting folks and deciding who he needed to meet, which I presume the mayor's office probably had something to do with that. He ended up having a round table with a bunch of OG dope boys. And I just think that that picture speaks a thousand words. And it really, if a picture speaks a thousand words, this one speaks a million of the mentality of Jackson that they've turned these dope boys into ghetto heroes. That when JSU gets a new football coach, this is who they feel like he needs to get anointed by. It's just a sad, sad state of affairs. But it's true. I mean, I got the picture. Hell, they ended up having a conference of some sort down at Thayamara Hall with the same folks. Now, look, I spoke earlier about the guys I used to run with and hang with and party with, and those are some guys in these pictures. But I'm the problem for pointing out the problem. Y'all selling dope in the community. Y'all killing your own people. But if I point out there's a problem, there's racisms. You're not supposed to point out the problems. Positive solutions only, Clay. Positive solutions only. Well, I got a positive solution. How about we just lock all y'all up? That seems like a positive solution. Take out about half the drug trade in Jackson in one fell swoop. That seems like a pretty positive solution solution to me let's take a break come back land the plane for the first hour in hour two we've got state rep nick bain gonna be my guest this guy lives four hours from jackson he he's a he is a state rep he's located logistically further than anybody else geographically logistically however you want to say that further away than anybody else but has done more at the capitol to fight crime in jackson than anybody else including the black delegation from Jackson. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, I wanted to spend a little more time talking about Brandon Presley this morning, so I don't, but I'm going to hit this real quick. Before we go to the top of the hour break here, I got about two minutes. Brandon Presley, you know, we talked about this last week, that he posted and deleted a private jet photo. People are like, oh, Clay, why do you care? All politicians fly on private jets. These are some of y'all's replies to me online. What does it matter? Tate did, 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 Tate did this. Tate did that. Democrats love their whataboutisms. Well, Tate Reeves also didn't say in a campaign stop that politicians who fly private to campaign ain't in touch with the people. Well, Mr. Voice of the Voiceless himself, Mr. Brandon Presley, Mr. I'm going to save us poor Mississippians from ourselves and our bad voting habits. Yeah, let's talk about bad voting habits. Look at Jackson. I digress. He gets his butt on a private jet with his wife to campaign. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's a bad look. I probably should delete that. 
And people are like, oh, well, Clay, you know, you got to fly all over Mississippi. Well, here was the path that he was taking. He was flying from Tupelo to Greenville. Tupelo to Greenville. That sounds far, doesn't it? It ain't. 187 miles. By car, three hours, nine minutes. Yeah, I Googled all this. Greenville, then he was going from Greenville to Jackson to eat one of those Stamps burgers y'all keep talking about. Well, Greenville to Jackson, man, I mean, of course you got to fly from there, Clay. Oh, yeah, it's only 122 miles or an hour and 58 minutes. So what you're telling me is, let's go Brandon, couldn't be bothered to spend five hours in a car to talk to Mississippians, to stop along the way at some great Mississippi gas stations and talk to good God-fearing folks. Just had to get to JSU, had to get to Greenville for the Tamale Festival or Blues Festival, whatever it was going on there on his pandering tour. Couldn't be bothered. I mean, hell, at least most modern politicians just get on a big tour bus with their logo wrapped all over it and do a bus tour of the state. That would make more sense to me, but, you know, whatever. I ain't running. I mean, I hate little, I hate little uh, crop duster-style private jets anyway. Now, speaking of Brandon, I ain't got to have time to play it. But I, I, I'm, we, depending on how this interview goes in the next hour, we may circle back to this. I want to talk about these old white Republicans that Brandon recruited for a commercial for his let's go Brandon. I'm a Republican, but I'm pulling for Presley. Well, I'm going to tell you what, some of those guys, I'm just going to say it. They got some big Bill Elaine and Kevin Spacey energy about them. I made a video about that. You can go find it on my social media, on my TikTok and my Instagram and my X account. Just search at save JXN. All right. Into the first hour. We'll be back with Nick Bain here in seven minutes on the Clay Edwards show. All right, you've tuned back in to the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. Man, you have an automotive repair issues or do you need some automotive repair? Check out A1 Gear and Auto right there on Highway 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Whether you got a check engine light on, air ain't blowing cold, heat ain't working good, got a roaring sound in your in your rotors, your rear end, your front end, they can do it all, man. But what they specialize in, I mentioned your rear end and front end there, is your gears, your ring and pinion and your gears. They've been the leader in that area for the last 15, 16 years here in central Mississippi. I say it all the time. I know you guys get over there to some of our great friends. You buy a new Jeep or you buy a big Chevy Ford truck, Dodge truck, whatever. You jack it up, put the big wheels and tires on it. And you don't upgrade your wheel, your uh, your ring and pinion. You can't get out of the way. You can't merge. Your gas mileage is terrible. Let A1 Gear and Auto take care of that for you. Get down there and get the right ring and pinion in your vehicle. But just FYI, I learned the hard way when I was younger. If you put it in the back, you also got to put the same one in the front or your four-wheel drive won't work. I sold a lot of vehicles to you guys. I know how important your four-wheel drive is to you, allegedly. So... Would y'all believe that the number one excuse people tell me for buying a four-wheel drive, the number one excuse of a four-wheel over a two-wheel, <clears throat> is they're scared they'll get stuck in their yards. Man, get some better tires. Come on down, young son. Anyway, get over to A1 Gear and Auto right there on 49 South in Florence. Big white building, big red sign. They can do it all. My daughter's car has lived over there lately. Uh, a word of the wise, don't buy a used BMW. But that's another conversation for another day. All right. Oops, I turned my own volume down. On the phone here, I got Nick Bain, State Rep Nick Bain from up there in North Mississippi District 2. How you doing? Hey, Clay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, I can. I keep, I don't know what I'm doing wrong over here. I keep turning my volume down for some reason. Anyway, but yeah, I got you loud and clear here. All right. How you doing this morning? Oh, I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's uh, uh, an honor to be on with you, and I appreciate the uh, 
appreciate the invite and, and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. So I, I want to preface this by saying, and I said this in the last hour, Nick lives logistically or geographically further away than any other state rep possibly can from the capital city. Right at four hours away, right, Nick? That's, that's correct. Here's a stat for you, Clay, that, that'll really put it in perspective. I live closer to the uh, state of Illinois than I do to Jackson, Mississippi. That is wild. That is wild. And so I, I was looking, doing a little research on you last night. I, I, you went to law school down here at MC, is that correct? I did, yes, sir. Uh, graduated in 03. Uh, practiced law down there for a couple, of, a couple of years and then moved back home. Yeah, I was trying to figure out where your passion for the capital city came from, and I, you spent some time here past just being a, a state rep. So that, that, that does that says a lot about you. Um, so that's what I want to jump into. Well, real quick before we before we do that, I, I apologize. I, I want to say I want to commend you on something. I know you just you just uh, had a hard fault race up there, and uh, didn't didn't turn out the way you wanted. Looks like. The other guy got you by about, what, 26 votes, if my math 20, is correct? Yeah, 26 votes. 26, uh, that's right. You know, you could have fought that, probably had a good chance of getting that flipped and turned or whatever else, but you did the commendable thing, and you, you stepped back and said, hey, the other guy won. I wish him the best. I appreciate my time down here at the Capitol. That's right. We uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, you're right. I could have. Uh, there was a lot of issues that I could have brought up, but uh, the best thing is, for me and my family was to uh, just, I guess, take the high road and uh, look down to the future and see uh, see what we got going on. But yeah, you know, it was hard fought race and and unequivocally, you know, I voted in 2020 to to change the state flag. Uh, it was controversial, obviously, as you can recall, and that mm-hmm. was really the the reason that I had opponents, uh, and that was uh, ultimately what uh, cost me my seat. But let me say, I do not regret that and we'll do it a thousand times out of a thousand hey look you know and i told you when we first got into a text conversation i knew that was kind of i knew i'd heard the scuttlebutt that that was what was going on i don't have my finger on the pulse of north mississippi but that's what i'd seen online and hey look i get accused of being i'm as far right alt right as it gets according to uh the people out there in radio land and the, on the internet and i too was for changing the flag so it, it, i don't think that people who want to change the flag necessarily fit a certain uh, narrative or fit in a certain box I thought it was time, and uh, my, a lot of my listeners get mad every time I talk about it, but that's just my personal opinion on the matter, having grown up in Jackson, Mississippi for 40-something years with a ton of black friends and knowing what that meant to them versus the other side. and I just It was time to change. We, 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 we were the last ones to hold on to it. We won that battle, however you want to look at it. It was time, to, time for a new chapter. That's right. No, no doubt about it, and, and not to mention all the – you know, you see it flying, the new one flying quite a bit uh, around, and people are proud of it. And, uh, you know, it, it has had an impact. I can tell you of stories with uh, businesses and industries that, that has impacted all over the state That now that we have changed it. So it was the right thing to do. And, look, you know, un- unquestionably it cost my seat, but I, I will uh, forever be grateful uh, that in 30, 40 years when my grandkids look up at the flagpole, they, they know that, uh, I helped to put that up there, and and we made our state better. So uh, I I can rest easy at night on that issue. Yeah, look, and at the end of the day, man, I I've never owned a state of Mississippi flag, new or old. I, I, the only flag I care about is the stars and bars. That's, yeah, 
you know, and so the, the state, it's just a non, it's, it's, it's not an issue for me. It's not something that I, that I live and breathe about. I understand people are upset and passionate about it. I get that too. I do. And I respect their opinion on it. But mine is just that the only one I care about is the one we fight for every day. That's the soul of America. I understand. And, uh, I, understand. You know, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I, I see both issues and every issues, but, uh, you know, we are elected officials to, to, uh, to help the state. But sure. I understand exactly both sides of the issue. And look, I mean, what the old state flag represented to me was home. It represented Mississippi. Uh, but I understand that, you know, 40%, 45% of our people, it, it didn't represent that. And, and it was beginning to become a, uh, a hindrance to our state. Uh, but in any event, I, I feel that we did the right thing, and I know that we did. Good deal, good deal. All right, well, let's jump into this Jackson stuff, man. You, have, you were a huge part of HB 1020 getting passed and uh, created. T- tell people what, you, how, what your involvement with that was. Yeah, I am the chairman of Judiciary B, which is basically the crime committee for the House, uh, and, and we did all the crime stuff. Now, you might recall, might not, I don't know how much attention you paid back. About this time last year, we had a hearing on Jackson crime a two-day hearing, bringing in all the players around Jackson. Is this uh, the one that Chalkway chose to ignore? This is the one where I had to subpoena the mayor and uh, the police chief, uh, James is James Davis. If, that was yeah, he's, no, he's retired since. But, okay. But, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, that's, I had, they, uh, they did not. Uh, I had committed. Uh, my, my office down there had got them committed to come even the day before. They were all uh, confirmed to be there, and then we got a call late. The, the day before of the hearing, that neither one of them would be there. And I said, "Okay, that's fine. They can. They have that right, but I also have some rights." And so at the hearing, I, I told people that you know they did not choose to come, uh, and I made an announcement at that time that I would be issuing subpoenas as chairman of a committee in the in the legislature. I have subpoena power, and I subpoenaed both of them uh, to show up now. After I said that, about five minutes later, the police chief walked in and, and gave his testimony and, and, and did that stuff. The mayor never did. I later got a call that he was sick. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he was sick, but be that as it may, I still issued a subpoena. And uh, and in my 12 years, I'll say this, in my 12 years as a legislator, it's the only time that I know of anybody in the legislature issuing a subpoena for somebody to show up to testify. And uh, why is that important? Well, usually people give us the deference that we need uh, or that we deserve to be, you know, the legislature to, sh- to come show up. And, and he, uh, I'm not saying he wasn't, but it certainly, I certainly got the uh, inclination that he was just thumbing his nose at us at uh, maybe, uh, you know, this guy four hours away coming in and asking him to testify. Well, you know, like you said, Jackson is special to me. I spent a large part of my adult life there. Uh, but I also, uh, it's also my capital city. Uh, and, and as a chairman of a, a crime committee, it's important to uh, uh, to know what's going on and to tell us what his plan was, which ended up not being too much of a plan, uh, to be honest with you. But through that hearing, yes, we came out with a lot of information about what uh, Jackson, what we could do. Um, one of my chief lieutenants on Judd B is a Jackson legislator by the name of Shonda Yates. Uh, Shonda uh, was really instrumental in forming 1020 and, and some of the other uh, Jackson legislation. There was another one. I can't remember the n- number, Clay. I think it was 1180, but it basically helped with the jurisdiction 
capital police jurisdiction to, to, to expand their jurisdiction and give them some more with, with JPD. Yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know what 1020 did, it expanded the jurisdiction, allowed for some more municipal-type uh, judges. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled last week that most of it was unconstitutional except for these appointed judges. The, the issue that uh, uh, I think was really the only one that they don't. So it looks like 1020, for the most part, is going to go into effect. And, of course, um, you know, we expanded the jurisdiction. And that's one thing that came out of that hearing. Everybody wanted the CCID, the Capital Complex Improvement District, to be expanded. Uh, Shonda was uh, very instrumental in, in getting those boundaries together. And I will tell you, other Jackson legislators were, too. Uh, and I'll say this. We had people that worked at the Capitol that live in South Jackson, West Jackson, and they would come up to me. They'd say, hey, hey, Nick, give me some police. They said, JPD can't. They're, they're not willing to help or they're not able to help. They don't have the resources to help. Please get me some police. I'm tired of having gunshots every night. Uh, and having my kids, uh, they can't go play outside. And this, this, this were Jackson residents. And hey, I said, well, we're working on that. Nick, Nick, my parents still live in South Jackson. And, yeah. and that, that's, I moved a couple of years ago when it just became untenable after the, after the just ice storm of 21 with the water being out a week or two weeks, whatever, a month, whatever it was. I had a porta potty in my garage and that was just the, my breaking point. But, my, that's why I still fight so much. My parents are still over there. I see the good in the Capitol Police. That's why when I saw what you were doing, I was like, I like this guy. We need more people like him. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that when I first moved to Jackson or, or first got elected, and we rented a house down there in Bellhaven, and this is one thing that, you know, I never experienced. Uh, I, we rented a house right there off of uh, St. Anne, and we had neighbors tell us, say, look, it's pretty. It's, it's okay around here, but at night, don't lock your vehicle. So just take everything out of your vehicle. Don't lock your vehicle. And I thought, like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And they said, well, they'll, they'll, if your vehicle is locked, they'll, they'll bust your windows out to get something out of it. Uh, and that's in Bellhaven. And so, you know, at that time, we started really thinking about, you know, we we got an obligation here. And and so, you know, we've done a lot from Jackson throughout my career in the legislature we we created this capital complex improvement district which i think is really trying to uh curb some of the the crime around the capital uh, downtown and around that area um well i could i could tell you jackson is has i mean this is a horrible reference point here but just to show that it is working has 20 less homicides today than it did one year ago today at the same oh. point at the same point in time that's a big number and yeah, and, I, and i think the capital police are a massive part of that oh well, no doubt about it and and they've been funded and and but here's the difference between i think and this is nick bain talking but i i think the difference is the state of mississippi the legislature invest in the capitol police we believe in the capitol police i think you have some tr- issues there in the in jackson with the leadership uh investing in police and giving them what they need to be successful no, they, they they invest into social justice programs, violence interrupters, and stuff of that. They they're not fans of traditional policing. They wanted the money that y'all spent on the Capitol Police so they could invest into more of their pet projects. In by my opinion, um, yeah. But I think their track record speaks for itself. You know that they didn't want to see the money go to. They they wanted control of the money. That was their that was their thing. Y'all 
did y'all same with the Capitol Police. And, I, and again, I just look at the crime numbers that I have access to and can say, clearly, it's working. I have a tons of friends that still live in Bellhaven. One of my, I have a co-host here a couple of days a week, Sean Yukaran. And, you know, he lives yeah. right there as a homeowner in Bellhaven. And he's thinking about voting Republican for the first time in his life for Tate Reeves just because he's concerned what Brandon Presley, not to drag you into an argument about this, but because he's concerned what, with what Brandon Presley may do with uh, the Capitol Police and DPS and stuff, you know, I mean, Sean uh, Tyndall and stuff. So this is a guy that lives down there that's so, a Democrat that lives down there that's so pleased with what's going on with the Capitol Police that he's thinking about voting for Republican governor for the first time in his life. Yeah. That, to me, that says a lot. It, it does. And, and Capitol Police, and, and again, Increasing their jurisdiction. I handled the bill, increasing their jurisdiction. It was a fight on the floor uh, uh, against various members. Oh, I remember. Um, I watched it. <laughs> and I, I handled that bill. Um, and one of the things I said right then was they kept asking the question, why do you, from Corinth, Mississippi, want to? I said, well, it's my city. It's my capital city. I, I spent uh, as much time there working as I do up here. Um, but be that as it may, all of us. When people see Jackson, they see Mississippi. I mean, you talk about it. I think there was a 60 Minutes or 20, 20 or something show on 60 it. Minutes, yeah. Uh, you know, they see Jackson. They see that as Mississippi. Well, Jackson's our face, and all of us have a responsibility to take care of it. But I will say, look, you've got some great legislators. Chris Bell, he cares about it. He was he was instrumental in, uh, in helping um, um, me in the, in the crime hearing a couple – a year or so ago. But – I, I, I cannot stress enough how much Shonda Yates helped in creating that district, expanding the district, and giving us the ideas about what the people of Jackson, who live there and have to deal with the deal with it every day, uh, I cannot stress enough about how much she helped with that. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I know my rep, uh, Fred Shanks. You know, I know he, he he's been one hundred percent supportive of it. So I like to give credit where credit's due. And we just need more folks like that. You know, I was a little disappointed in some of the Jackson legislators for not getting 100% behind it. You know, they could talk about the judge, the appointed judges and all that stuff. But it just felt like there was a fight for no reason. It's like, man, this is only going to make everybody's lives better. What are we fighting about here? It's unconstitutional. I'm like, man, extreme times call for extreme measures has been my has been my thought process through this whole thing. Jackson, when it when it's the murder capital of the world two years in a row. Bro, that's extreme times call for extreme measures. I agree, and I will say that some of the legislators in Jackson were were like, "Look, uh, here's the here's the district. Can you can you just draw this little area right here in it?" Uh, and then on the flip side, they would be completely against it. Into the uh, they wanted some specific area, whether it's where their business, their home, or whatever it was their church to, in to, particular, to, to be in the district, and then they would certainly have a negative. Uh, public uh, persona about it, but look, that that's that's bridge under that's water on the bridge at this point because the district has been expanded. I do think it will continue to expand. My personal opinion, I don't have anything to base that on. I just think that as you see it starting to work and Capitol Police doing what they do, I think people will be begging for it to expand in uh, other places. Absolutely. Hey, Nick, can you uh, can you stay on hold and do another segment with me? Absolutely. All right, let's take a break real quick. We got State Rep District Two Nick Bain on here discussing uh, Jackson and whatnot. I've got some more questions for Nick concerning uh, gender affirming care and some other bills that he worked on while he was down there. And uh, we'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Nick Bain on WYAB one hundred three point nine FM. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here on one hundred three point nine FM. 
WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by my good friends at Martin's Downtown. I'm just going to keep this quick, tell you what's for lunch today. And we're going to get back to State Rep Nick Bain. Down at Martin's Downtown today is fried or grilled pork chops for lunch. Yeah, look, do I, do I need to say any more? Of course, the entire menu is available, too. Try the ribeye, gyro, the country fried steak. It's hand-battered, by the way, made from scratch. Hand-battered country fried steak. Come on down, young son. Hey, and don't forget, mark your calendars now. Going to be a big old party at Martin's downtown on October 7th. What is that next? Is that next Friday or Saturday? Either way, next weekend. Let's see here. October 7th is Saturday. It's a Saturday. So, even better. Even better. Storage 24. Our good friends, Fred, Matt, and the crew are going to be down there. Shout out to baby Fred. Storage 24, live. They'll be here in the studio with me that Thursday before doing an interview. But anyway, go ahead and mark your calendar to Storage 24 with special guests Love the Hate live at Martin's Downtown on Saturday, October 7th. Don't forget, Martin's every Friday night is ribeye steak night. You can order online, have your food delivered, martinsdowntownjxn.com. All right. Nick Bain, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. And I'm not the most professional interviewer in the world. I just call everybody by their first names. I'm, I'm terrible with titles. So I hope Nick is okay. Nick is perfect. That's that's exactly what you need to be calling. All right. Good stuff. The man of the people. I like it. I like it. All right. So, you know, if you're just tuning in, we got uh, District 2 State Rep Nick Bain uh, here on the, <clears throat> on the phone with us this morning. Nick, we spent a lot of time that first segment talking about HB 1020 and Jackson crime and stuff. And one of the other things that I'm very entrenched in that's very important to me as a father, as a parent, well, as a parent and a father, same thing, as a parent, as a citizen, just as a man that that cares about the children, is this gender-affirming or child mutilation stuff, which is, I I hate calling it gender-affirming. It's child mutilation. You were a part of a bill to help make it illegal for doctors to perform the surgeries on minors, Correct. That's right. I handled the bill. Uh, I can't remember the n- number, but it, yes, it was called the REAP Act, which... Uh, it's 1125, I think. HB 1125. Which, uh, it's called the REAP Act, which basically said that if you're under the age of 18, that if a child is under the age of 18, they they could not re- uh, receive this gender transition care, uh, be a surgery, uh, hormone blockers, whatever the case may be. And And look, it's common sense to me. I understand that there are issues out there. I see both sides of it. But for me, any we do a ton of stuff, Clay, that requires you to be 18 uh, and joining the military, uh, uh, you know, buying land, voting, whatever the case may be. Uh, we, we, we do that at, at, at 18. Why would we allow such a, such a dramatic, traumatic experience where you're changing something that potentially could be irreversible man nick can i tell you, tell you something real quick on that um a friend of mine's son tried to go to a uh, a minor med type place the other day as a minor and they right. they would not even see him to to get checked on for a cold without his mother with him or legal guardian and he's right. 17 but we're supposed to sit here and say I, you can't go to the doctor to get a checkup without a legal guardian under 18, but you can go lob your genitals off. Right. If you decide to, make it make sense. Now, I, I agree with you, and that's what I, that's the argument. We had a six-hour floor debate on this. I stood up and, and presented this bill and, and took questions uh, for six hours on this, and, and it was really uh, questions about all kinds of things, and, and but it was specifically if you're born a, a gender, 
not I, I realize there are there are people that are born with some uh, uh, irregularities, if you will. By the born, uh, genital dys- dysmorphia, I believe is what it's called. Yeah, that, that does exist. I get it. But if you're born a male and you're declared a male at birth, you cannot have any of these surgeries until you're of the age of 18. A doctor cannot perform these surgeries under anybody uh, that's under the age of 18. To me, that's common sense. Uh, it doesn't prevent anybody from living however they choose to live. It doesn't prevent a uh, 15-year-old boy from living as a 15-year-old girl. It just says, look, it doesn't prevent you from getting counseling in that. It just prevents you from doing these physical alterations, which to me, uh, as you said, as a father, as somebody who uh, uh, cares about children and their well-being, believes that this is the right thing to do. Uh, There's a a significant amount of this class growing. When I was doing the research on this, there's a significant class growing of people that are retransitioning. In other words, they had the surgery performed on them when they were young, and now they realize that this was not what they needed to do. So and do you know they they get they get they get deplatformed on social media when they come out and they talk about this YouTube, TikTok, all these platforms ban them. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they you think Alex Jones got deplatformed? Try being a detransitioner. Right and, 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 and having a voice, they won't. They don't. They won't allow it. It goes against the narrative, the agenda, the whole nine yards. It does, and and that's the thing that that, that kids and the suicide and the suicide rates for these people is 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 uh, over fifty percent. I believe is the number. Well, I'll take your word on that. I know it's I know it's high, and and any any of it's uh, too high. So, but you know, I, I was honored to, to to present that bill. I believe it will have effect. Uh, and I, and you know, they gave a list of every hospital in our state that was providing uh, taxpayer money, that was providing uh, care to children under the age of eighteen. My local hospital here in Corinth was providing, uh, actually taking taxpayer money and providing care to to people under under the age of eighteen. I don't think that's a Mississippi policy. I don't think Mississippi, the majority of Mississippians, would want to see their taxpayer money go. Uh, to this type of uh, of, uh, of care, so I think that we did upheld the policy of most Mississippians. Let me let me ask you a question. This is personal opinion here. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. What what do you think is driving this agenda for gender affirming care, and why what is why is this suddenly such a big issue? And somebody told me I didn't think about this, but it's it's the money. It's what it costs, like. It's it's millions and millions of dollars per patient over a lifetime that these that these medical facilities can make money wise from from the start of uh, hormone blockers to the surgeries to the aftercare medicines and aftercare uh, whatever you want to call it, man. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out yeah, what no, what I, is driving this agenda. I think it's money. I think it's uh, I, I think it's in vogue for whatever you want to say. But for the most part, I do think it's money. And I had. I had that number when we presented the bill, but I don't anymore, of, of how much uh, that the industry, and I use the word industry, the industry of, of transitioning has, has risen from uh, just the last 25 years of, of how much that money has has happened. So, yeah, I, I think the money is what drives it. Um, uh, no question about that. Yeah, I mean, and it, when you say in vogue, I think the word you're looking for, it's a social contagion. It is. And you know these platforms. Which I, I I use all these social media platforms to to be to be a bit of a social contagion myself, but for the other side of it, uh, so I understand the power of these platforms. And I, I, there's 
there's got to be some accountability somewhere with this. With somebody, we got to wake up, and y'all did a great job, and I appreciate what y'all did down there for this. But at some point, we got to wake up and say, man, this, we're going to look back and say, there, there's an evil cast over America right now to think that any of this is acceptable. And well, uh, I, it's going to be hell to pay point, for it. Yeah, at some point, I think common sense has just got to kick back in on a lot of things. Uh, not just this, but on, on a lot of things that we do. Crime, uh, the, the economics of, of the way that the, the the economics in general, I think common sense has just got to kick back in, and I think we're uh, I think people are getting to that point. Nick, look, let's take a break real quick. I want to come back. I want uh, if if you got time, a few more minutes, I want to get to get to what's next for Nick Bain, and uh, sure. kind of close it out. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We got State Rep District Two Nick Bain on the phone. We'll come back for one more segment with Nick and get ready to land the plane for the day right here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Let's go straight back to the phone line here to State Rep Nick Bain as we get ready to close out with him. Nick, I really appreciate you taking the time today to get up and uh, do this with us this morning. I've been really excited about this since we talked last week, and I was b- kind of biting at the, uh, chomping at the bit to, to get you on. Uh, I'd like to have done it last week, but I was out of town the last couple of days. So, do it again, appreciate you doing this with us this morning. Yeah, no, happy to do it. Um, and appreciate what you do for Jackson and, and for making people aware of of things that they might not of uh, issues they may not get up in other places. So I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So look, man, we talked a lot about some of the things you were a part of down there at the Capitol. Again, I, I, you don't have a bigger supporter than me when it comes to this gender affirming care stuff, the Jackson crime bills. Somebody has to do it. Sometimes you got to fall on a sword. I, I, I've watched these people call you a racist and everything else uh, while you were trying to do what was best for them since they didn't want to do it themselves. My words, not yours. Uh, so again, I just want to extend a big thank you from from myself to you, from my audience to you. Well, I appreciate that, and, and uh, look forward to uh, to uh, continuing the conversation and, and making Jackson really all that it can be. Well, tell us, man. Uh, so I, I guess <clears throat> things are coming to an end for you down there at the Capitol for now anyway. What's next for uh, Nick Bain? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm going to practice a lot of law up in Carnes. I'm going to practice a lot of law up here. Uh, I do think that uh, I will not be uh, – I think I'll still be around the Capitol somewhat uh, in, in the next couple of years, and and I hope Clay one day, maybe even Clay Edwards, will get to vote for me. So you know, you never know. Yeah, it's a little yeah. state, little statewide election. I like it. I like it. Well, Nick, brother, we appreciate you, man. You got anything you want to close out with? No, thank you for what you do. Uh, I appreciate you having me, and uh, just continue to continue the good fight. Okay. Hey, uh, my buddy Fred Shanks wanted me to pass a message to you. He said he's got your back. Whatever you do. Well, I appreciate it. Fred's the best dressed man at the Capitol. So. <laughs> we got a, he, he came by my house the other day. I, I can't tie a tie. I publicly admit yeah. that. I'm not a tie guy. <laughs> Fred came by and tied a tie for me so I could go to an event Thursday night. So shout out to Fred. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, Rep. Nick Bain. Thank you, All brother. Right. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh, bye. All right, man. Look, I appreciate Nick taking the time there. And look, I get y'all's text messages about the flag. I get it. We ain't all going to be on the same page about everything. I... T- I I've told y'all since day one, I don't want anybody listening to this show that agrees with everything I say. If you agree with everything I say, or anybody else for that matter, you're being a sheep. We should all have our different opinions on stuff. I know I am a crazy person, (laughs) and you do not want to agree with everything I say. It'll get you in trouble. So uh, we appreciate Nick coming on. And uh, like I said, man, that that guy fell on the sword for HB 1020. He got fell on the sword for gender-affirming care. 
Y'all may have a difference with them on this flag, and I get it. I get it. There was a, you know, the way they did what they did with the flag. We, we can have a whole argument about that on another day, and it could eat up two hours of the show. It could eat up a whole week arguing about how the flag thing was done, but it's done. So now we've, we've run off a good man from the Capitol over, over a flag that don't make no difference at all in your day-to-day lives. But what does make a difference is crime in Jackson and doctors lobbing off the genitals of minors. And those are things that he helped, he helped secure and make illegal. So say what you want, say what you will. Again, we ain't all going to agree about the flag. It is what it is. While Bill says, we still love you. I love y'all too. I say, we're going to agree on more than we disagree on. And one thing you're going to get from Clay Edwards is I'm always going to be honest. Always going to be honest. I I don't have the ability to sugarcoat stuff. I ain't built like that. I ain't built like that. I have a hard time sugarcoating it enough to say it on radio. So you're not going to get lies from me. You're going to know exactly how I feel about something. Uh, So I want to circle back. I appreciate all the texts there. We'll, we'll, We'll get to them. I want to circle back to the Brandon Presley stuff. I didn't, you know, I was thinking that interview may go the whole hour, <clears throat> but I'm just really on this Brandon Presley stuff. So I want to talk about the these four Republicans. We're gonna get back to this. He got a commercial run, and i I was watching I was watching the Dallas Cowboys game yesterday. I had it on in the background while I was cooking, and I'd seen this commercial. Didn't really pay it a whole lot of mind whole lot of attention but i was able to i recorded it made a video but anyway i got it pulled up here let's let's discuss this and i'm i got one of the best tweets of all time from one of our listeners here we're gonna i'm gonna read it too after this i'm a republican i'm a republican i'm a republican i'm a former republican congressman from the state of mississippi and i'm supporting brandon presley brandon's a good man brandon is pro-life he supports the second amendment he cut taxes and balanced budgets when he was mayor i trust him when you look in his eyes, you can see it's coming from his heart. Brandon's the kind of man that listens to the people. Brandon Presley is a man of his word. Tate Reeves at failed Mississippi. Brandon will not. I've got three words for you. Let's go, Brandon. You think they get the, the condemnation of let's go, Brandon? That that means F Brandon. <laughs> anyway, so these four Republicans, I wrote their names down here. You got Mike Parker, he's a former Mississippi congressman. Chip Ward, who's an alderman in Corinth, Mississippi. You got Robert Latham, former MEMA director under two Republican governors. And Buddy Palmer, a councilman in the city of Tupelo, that are that are saying that Brandon Presley's pro life, pro gun, all this stuff. Well, you know, I got a great I mean a great tweet here. And this is great. Let me pull it back up. Jones S. Hamilton on my Twitter says, have you seen Presley's fans on here? The notion that they would support someone pro-life and who supports the Second Amendment is absurd. They know he's one of them. Couldn't agree more. Brandon Presley supporters on social media are absolutely insufferable. Insufferable. Some of the most left-wing nut jobs that I know are or Brandon Presley supporters. They ain't supporting somebody that's pro-life. Define pro-life. I, I, I need to go pull it up. I'm kind of shooting from the hip here. You know, go pull up Brandon's agenda and what he considers pro-life. But, 
Anyway, just come on, man. Let's see here. I think I made some more notes about this. Uh, yeah, and here's the thing. And I said this the other day. You got to put it all on some scales, right? You got to put it all on some scales. You got to put all the Tate stuff on one side. All, let's just do a Tate Reeves one here. Put the stuff Tate during 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 COVID, which y'all know. I look, man. I have been as anti. I've been the most probably other than well, actually, all my co all my co hosts here, my fellow hosts at WYB. We have not been Tate Reeves supporters. I feel like I'm pretty confident speaking for them when I say we have held Tate, 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 taken Tate to task. We'll say that three times fast. Taken Tate to task more than anybody else in media in this state. Whether it's me, Mike Madison, Jameson Haygood, Kim Wade, Stephen Jatroska when he was here. Nobody took it to Tate like we did. And I came along later than them. So COVID was kind of wrapping up when I got here. But I ain't forgot. However, I had to take all that bad. I had to put it on one side of the scales. And I had to take all the good. And the good is the gender-affirming care, or lack thereof. <laughs> the, what, what they did with the CCID and the Capitol Police. <laughs> I, had a, I had a brain fart <laughs> in the middle of that, getting all serious. and forgot what I was going to say. The Jackson water crisis, the crisis of incompetence, standing up against the free land folks. Said there, got called a racist by everybody in the country over Jackson's crisis of incompetence, over Jackson not being able to keep its own water on, not because of faulty pipes and old pipes, but because of incompetent, Leadership, they didn't even properly staff the water plant. Meanwhile, all these nationwide media companies, your mainstream media, your ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, everybody. It's the Republicans in Mississippi's fault that Jackson's water's out. They the underfunded. No, it was they mismanaged their facility. Tate fell on all those swords. And stood up and didn't back down through all that. And for better or worse, I got to look at that and the, the things that are most passionate to I'm a, the things that I'm most passionate about and say, if I got to pick my poison, I'd rather the devil I know is better than the one I don't. And I, Tate Reeves got a four year resume. He was dealt a t- look, at the end of the day, he was dealt a tough hand. And I look at what blue governors have done across the country through COVID. Immigration, gun control, abortion, all these other things. And I and it's gonna be hard to get to the right of Tate. It's gonna be hard to get to the right of Tate. Let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. I'll read your text messages to close out the show. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, don't forget Monday night football tonight. Get downtown to Martins, watch a game, enjoy some of the craft beer. And all their regular other drinks and food they got down there. They got the big patio. Go enjoy it out there on the patio. If you don't feel like going downtown, get out to the reservoir. Right out there to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Enjoy the game on one of their big flat screen TVs. Enjoy a great pizza. The pig, pig, pig. The will of flavor and more. Also, of course, they're all available for delivery. 
who just want to stay home and enjoy the game in the confines, in the friendly confines of your home, apartment, or trailer, by all means, get it delivered to one of those. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, Martin's Downtown, Monday Night Football, couldn't ask for a better combination, and of course, the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, look, great show today. 600 episodes. My goal when I started this was just not to get fired by the 500th. It's like, if I could just get to 500. Really, it was just like, if I could just get to, to 10. But anyway, all, all joking aside, I appreciate everybody, man, for uh, sticking around and listening to me, the ramblings of a madman, the diary of a madman every every morning here for the last couple of years. We're approaching, I think, three years now in February. So, I, again, I appreciate everybody. I'm going to get back to all your text messages. I know I said I was going to read them, and I forgot. But uh, I'll reply to everybody. Again, I'm raffling off in conjunction with Guns and Gear, a Radical Farms, AR-15 to raise money for my Real Men Wear Pink, uh, Save the Tatas, Breast Cancer Awareness Fund for the American Cancer Society. 20 bucks gets you one ticket. Buy four, get the fifth one free. Uh, just shoot me a text on the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944, or email me, clay at wyab.com. I'll get you the information. Podcast will be available here shortly. We appreciate Nick Bain for coming on, and I'll see you guys back tomorrow morning. Allison Tharp is next on WYAB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.